Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Hamm and Kevin Adams are live in the Big Talker studio today. Uh, happy Wednesday to all of our listeners who are catching us streaming on our variety of platforms. To those who are tuning into the Big Talker on Saturday and Sunday, uh, welcome as well. Kevo. Hey, hey. Happy new week. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, uh, lots to uh, lots to process through. I'm going to just pass the ball off to you and let you begin today while I configure myself over here and get focused so there's no squirrel chasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, it is a conversation, and uh, I think uh, we have our own views of that on different days. And I think one thing I, I did want to talk about, uh, the title of the show today is uh, – which do you prefer, a practical God or a good one? Now that is uh, part of the cleanse. Something uh, you know, it's been around for a few years now, but uh, it's a it's a really good uh, way to look at conviction. Um, and uh, I, what I don't like to do is repeat things I've heard other people say, because what's the point? So <clears throat> we always want to bring something different and original and helpful. But uh, but anyway, before we do that, I think um, it's real important for, for us to just say, you know, it's been a, a pretty tough season, I guess. I think a lot of people feel that way. Mm. And, um, you know, I prayed for years and years to be able to do what I'm doing right now. And uh, so mm. there's no complaint in me. There's no nothing but good. <laughs> but uh, I think the... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's just uh, it's just been a very stretched period um, these last probably few months and few weeks, especially. So uh, we're just thankful, and uh, you know, if, if uh, sometimes it, it gets rough, and I think it's just hard. It's it's hard to do this, and uh, there's no reason to give a laundry list. But uh, it, there's a lot, and it takes uh, probably about 80 hours a week, personally, of my time, life. And I just don't, I don't have the energy for that. So I think sometimes I get to a point where I'm so desperate to help people that uh, uh, I just, I get worn out from it. And, uh, but there's nothing ugly in it. It's all well-intended. And uh, so I think sometimes it comes out in the show, and, uh, you know, you're busy doing things, and... So, but we've got three organizations right now. <laughs> this is insane. It is insane. Uh, that would <laughs> wonderful, be a, but insane. That would be enough if that were Amen. all it is. But there's three different accounting systems. There's legal. There's all kind of stuff going on aside from just trying to help people uh, and create. You know, this thing is a four to five hour event for me on Wednesdays. Um. But uh, I'm not producing it either, so I know that that you've got some time into it as well. So anyway, just just to say, guys, if you're listening to us uh, and you're appreciating the shows, uh, the way this works is, uh, you know, a lot of times it's it's quick and seat of the pants. And uh, you were talking about you didn't know what was on my paper last week. I'm like, well, you never you've never known what's on my paper. <laughs> We've had a lot of good shows, despite that. It's because uh, I don't know half the time until mm. we get we get here. Um, so this is not a performance. It is, uh, it's just the truth and it's gut level. And, uh, you know, I think it works really well. So, but, but we just want to come back and say, we're, 
appreciate the opportunity. I uh, want to keep going with it, um, but but uh, rest and, and bring some new thoughts and some ideas. Uh, if you go back and listen to our shows for the last few years, you will find probably, I'd say, four or five full books worth <laughs> of information and, and teaching. And uh, that's really where my heart is. So, uh, you know, I, I'm so grateful to have all that recorded. But uh, if you get tired of hearing us or me in particular, just go back and listen to some of the old stuff, and maybe, uh, maybe it'll help. <laughs> well, I think I think one of the things we have a wonderful family of people who listen to this broadcast. Yes, um, these are folks who tune in every week. Uh, we know you all by first name. Uh, right. We do life with you. Uh, we have the opportunity to walk alongside you. We we receive support from you guys, and you know who you are if you're listening to this show. And many of you reach out to us and you say, hey, guys, thanks for that this week. And mm-hmm. we, we so appreciate that. Um, and, and, again, I think uh, we also do not uh, open up the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the back door to let folks understand the, the massive amounts of responsibility. And, listen, we all have responsibility. Like you said, this isn't a complaint. It is, however, a reality that we're navigating. So when you continue to have to bear the weight not only of the circumstances and environment and your responsibilities, but part of our role is to bear the weight of others' responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, there are inflection points and there are moments. Right. And so these are moments that we continue to press into and press through. Mm-hmm. And every time we do faithfully, God shows up and he kind of takes the fence posts out, you know. So that's where mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to do that now and here. And I just want to say to our listeners, those who, who tune in every week, thank you guys. And we're not going anywhere. We're here. Um, and uh, we got a lot to do. Yeah. So um, one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I, I just I just want to uh, read something that uh, I wrote years ago in, in my book. I've been doing that a lot lately because it's easy to draw from, and, uh, you know, my brain's a little worn out, but uh, uh, this is really important. Uh, and I, I did take Monday and uh, rested. Uh, I mean, I was seeing some cool butterflies and you know I just spent like five six hours outside but uh, rest means stop you know to me it's it's rejuvenation but but this uh, I don't know this was probably 2012 13 but it's just a journal entry in my book it says I stopped winking at Jesus from across the room with concerns about my schedule and reluctantly agreed to rest in his labor as an honored guest at his table seated like Mary in the midst of a king Uh, to be served by the word made flesh, but squirming like Martha with apprehension that disobedient hearts are revealed by hands at rest. Thank you, Lord, for the offer, but please pipe down, have a seat, and allow me to polish your throne, because you, kind sir, are the guest at my table, and I'd prefer that you just make yourself at home. And that right there, uh, if you don't like poetry, then... (laughs) You know, Kevin, <laughs> see ya. But uh, if you do like that, just just really think about that. That is, uh, that's where I've been uh, probably the last month or so, and I just try to carry a lot personally. Hmm. So I, uh, I'm reminded of this, and uh, you know, this is years ago. So that's really important. Um, but uh, you know, we were talking about. Uh, sometimes I want to turn this into a mentoring session. There's just not enough time for that. But uh, we're talking about uh, a topic uh, that really opens up a, the topic that we were talking about last week, 
and uh, you know, you connected it back with a lesson, which I remembered. Uh, I don't even know if you realized you did that, but it, it it is in the cleanse about prayer. But really, let's let's just we'll, we'll just bring the tools, and uh, and if you know if we run out of time, we do, and that's okay. That'll be all right. But uh, um, you think about this: Do you prefer a practical God or a good one? Now, I think that's a really good question to ask because um, it, it it provokes thought. You know, you have to really think about that. If you don't uh, want to think about it, then uh, you know, I guess it won't help you. But uh, so I would just say, well, what do you think about that? And then let's go from there um, to get back to the importance of conviction. And where does mm-hmm. conviction come from versus uh, courage? Two different things. And one is greater than the other. So anyway, it's a lot. I, I want to bring there. I want to bring kind of a thing back around that you mentioned. Um, this is kind of a statement from us, and I just want to say it. Um, you know, again, I'm, I, I never try to reiterate what you're saying. I just try to bring context to it sure. through my own language and words as a way to help people digest this. Mm-hmm. Um, we teach in a very unique way. You know, people just need to know that. Our listeners need to know that. People say, well, will you write a devotional or will you write another book? Or, will, you know, all, people want to be taught in certain ways. And we are not going to modify how we teach, mm-hmm. you know, to, to uh, we have to be honest to how we teach. You teach, and one of the ways you teach is dynamic imagery that is created with metaphor and examples. You paint pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in your book, you write poetic, you know, uh, deep uh, lines that challenge people to slow down and to process them. And so we just, I just need to say this. We Mm -hmm. are not here for cookie cutter Christianity cliches or for snapshot little statements or for one, two, three pills that you take. That's just not who God is in our perspective. Mm -hmm. So we are not going to can our message into um, practical to, to use mm-hmm. today's wording, sure. practical methods so that people can go, well, can you, you know, we're challenging. That's who we are always yeah. for people to slow down and to listen intently. This right. is not the 15 minute podcast that you catch on the, taking the kids to school, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. We invite you into a slow, deep dive into the nature and character of God with metaphors, deep teaching, mm-hmm. imagery, poetic language, ultimately hoping that folks would get into a one-to-one discipleship mentoring environment. Mm-hmm. And so that being said, if that's not you, if that's not what you're looking for, mm-hmm. then don't continue to look here to try to make this to be something that it's not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the frustration that you and I might feel sometimes, Kevin, because people constantly want to wedge this into that or make us feel like we have to package this into a certain thing. And, and there's this compromise where it feels like we're just not going to compromise <laughs> who we are, how we speak, or how we talk. And, I mean, you and I have five-plus years of relationship where mm-hmm. I'm not Kevin, you're not Matt, we're not trying to be one another. We are who we are. And that's incredibly important for me to say. Mm-hmm. For, I know we have agreement on it, but I just want our audience and our listeners to hear that. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, um, 
I think when you're my age, you want to look, be able to look back and go, I've helped people. And, uh, you know, God puts people in your life to help you do that. So um, I think that that's, uh, that's a good thing. And, um, you know, it, it, you have to be who you are. And if, if you need to be an advocate for the listener, uh, then you should be. But uh, uh, there is a conviction in me that is uh, different than most. And, um, you know, I think that resonates. It, think about it this way. Um, another way to look at this is um, God gives us, I believe he gives us a window to go from milk to meat. Mm. So w- what do you got to have if you're going to eat meat that you don't have to have when you're drinking milk? Yeah, that's right. Teeth. Say it. Yep. <laughs> I po- sorry, I pointed yeah. to them. Yeah, it was <laughs> for, the, for those listening on the radio. <laughs> for our audio listeners, I pointed to my <laughs> teeth. Clicking. Yeah, nice teeth. Um, but, uh, yeah, you have to have teeth. So, uh, you know, the, the, Jesus is compared to a lion, uh, compared with, I should say. And, uh, so is Satan, Mm. but, uh, Satan is toothless. So if you want to stay in a place where you are, you know, hanging around with a toothless roaring lion, which is basically scary, but uh, meaningless, then that's where you'll stay. Mm. My job, personally, my personal gift is to challenge people. And uh, I'm very, very tenderhearted with people. Um, But uh, I'm aggressive about it at times because you matter. And I think that's the point is is that when you matter that much uh, to somebody, then you know, if they care more about your spiritual life than you do, then, you know, you've got a true friend. I learned who my friends were years ago when we lost everything and went for, you know, day in and day out and year in and year out with nothing um, but having to wait for God. And, you know, I I don't, I know people probably get tired of hearing me say that, but uh, like that's just profound. It's life-changing and to a point that most people don't know or understand. So what do I do with it? I just want to use it to say, look, I know where you are. I can help you and I will. But, you know, that's what we've built this thing around, these ideas. And so we have different gifts and they work beautifully together. But, uh, but it's about getting teeth. Mm. And if you're not ready for teeth, <laughs> you know, you want, you want to keep breastfeeding, then keep going. Now, we're not saying that to our faithful and our, our deep, long-term friends and supporters. Yes. We're saying that to those people out there who may be listening, who want more but are afraid. Mm. And we've had people like that, you know, kind of circle the block for several years. Yes. And jump in. And I'm going to tell you. One of the greatest rewarding things I hear is this has helped my marriage. Mm-hmm. This has helped my business. This has helped my, my own personal life in so many different ways. So, you know, we're trying to build an organization, three of them actually, but all in one, so that it works together to set people free. Yeah, man. And we've got people now starting to make things. Um, we've even got some soap being made. I mean, some soap. Yeah. Let's get yeah. clean, baby. Yeah. <laughs> she knows who she is. But there's, I'm talking really good stuff here. So we're creating something here that is off the, the radar for most people. Mm. Um, but again, it's not a very practical time to do this. But, uh, you know, 
we're doing it. So we believe in a good God, not a practical God. Yeah. So anyway, I, what I did today was I pulled uh, a page out of the cleanse so I could just read it. Uh, so I don't have to think too much, but, uh, but it's good, and it, it'll, it'll be uh, a good way into the idea of conviction. But we can talk about conviction first. Well, yeah. I, I want to I go back into this. And here, one of the things, too, Kevin, is I know you also have so much uh, wisdom stored up, and you have this picture of wanting to get that out because that's what you, you know, yeah. that's your heart to do that. And so sometimes when I go off on things, I know that it's like you had something you wanted to bring to life, and it didn't get brought to life. And that's frustrating. I understand sure. that. Well, yeah, it, it, and you know, it's uh, frustrating for you as well. <laughs> I understand. Well, but but at the same time, like what you share are things that people cannot glaze over, and right. And so people pe- people do that though. I know they do because <laughs> I have these conversations with right. people. Like we could spend the rest of the show talking about milky Christianity with no teeth <laughs> that Satan has weaponized mm-hmm. and infiltrated right. Christian teaching and theology with mm-hmm. milky, comfortable language right. that was never the intent of Jesus. And mm-hmm. so for a person who says they're a follower of Jesus to reconcile themselves to the Spirit of God, to say, have I mm-hmm. undertaken or do I continue to ingest milky Christian teaching, yeah. or am I willing to grow teeth to chew on meatier things, mm-hmm. to dive deeper and allow the Spirit of God to mature me into this sonship trajectory. Like that in and of itself is something that we know for a mm-hmm. lot of people right. take years, unfortunately. Yeah. But well, I guess fortunately. Well, it, it's it's important. I think right now part of the, the uh, struggle I've had personally is just uh, there's just so many people that need help. Yeah. Uh, and we give it. And... Um, but uh, the season we're in, you know, it's a tough season. And I felt a deep conviction about standing up. And, uh, you know, we have. It's not always fun or pleasant for people to hear. But, you know, if you don't believe that we are in a war, um, then you're, you're, you're really uh, you're hiding in the closet somewhere. This is a war that we're in. It is not a war of bullets, um, although there are some out there, apparently. Um, but it's a war of deceit, mm. and uh, it has uh, it, it's run roughshod over our culture. And it, the good thing about it is all things work together. You know, I've said this, I don't know how many times or weeks in a row or how many times in mentoring sessions, but it's an image God's given me, and uh, I, <laughs> I live a block from the ocean uh, which is a wonderful thing. I haven't been able to get over there as much as I used to, but but I see this wonderful, beautiful house, um, but God keeps showing me that it's just eaten up with termites. Mm. And you can't see the, the, the termites. Mm. What you see is a house, um, but you can see the, the bubbly wood, and, and, the, and, and, and the, this thing's getting ready to crumble. Mm. Now, you know, if you've ever listened to me at, at any length or trust me uh, for some reason, <laughs> uh, I, I see this. I believe this. and, and uh, But I, it's proof of concept. I've seen this for a long time. And God's answered my prayers over and over again. So what I'm saying is it's not about me. I'm just saying I see this thing crumbling. 
All right, so when the when that beach house crumbles, uh, because it's it's eaten alive inside through corruption and fear mostly, what's left? What's left? Mm. What do you got? Foundation. You got a beachfront property, mm-hmm. and that's what we're walking into. Mm. So if you don't dream up what you want to build on that property, then uh, you know you, you won't. Now, again, knowing you to press into that vision a little bit, and, and we, we too avoid these high-minded prophetic things. It's just, for us, it's not beneficial. There are those who are like, this is a prophetic word from the Lord, and we need to yeah. flash the screen. Right. And, you know, <laughs> this is actually what we are sharing here is, in my opinion, it's a prophetic vision. Sure. But we don't have to qualify that with this language and make <laughs> it something. That's just not who we are. Yeah. Um, right. So when you see that... Uh, termite-ridden home, mm-hmm. does that, for you, is it, does it apply to um, the institution of church, the institution of government, individual people, educational systems, or is it kind of all, it's all of it? It's every bit of it, and uh, it's not a new thing. I didn't start saying this the other day. It, it's, <laughs> this is something God's prepared me for personally years ago, and you know, I'm just a guy here. I'm not the smartest or the, uh, it's just, I'm just, uh, being honest. And I've learned to live by that. And God stripped away everything from me to help me understand what conviction truly means, what it means to be a believer, not a beggar, what it means to stop praying and start listening to God, what it means to understand how this, how this works. And I do understand it. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to shy away from that because it's the truth, but it's for everybody. Um, I'm just a guy with a machete saying, I'm fighting for you. Why are you throwing rocks at me or calling me silly? So within that uh, context, um, it's everything. It's humanism. We've been worshiping mankind for too long, Mm. and uh, it's done, and God's done with it. What that means is if you are his, then, you know, you see yourself the way he does intimately, three ways, as his child, as his bride, and as his friend, then you are ready to go. And uh, when when you get, if you get fired from your job for some stupid reason, then God just freed you, and you're ready to go, and you don't need to listen to a bunch of people around you. You don't need a guru. What you need is to understand what God's saying to you, and you need to follow that. Now, how do I know that? Because I did it, and I've seen things multiplied. I've seen my house paid off. I've seen things that most people don't even get near. So I didn't do it. God did it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to brag on him. Yeah. Right. So if I've seen that and I'm just some schmo down the street, then why can't you? So all I got is fight and I will fight, but it's about, it's about worshiping man. And that it, it, it's heartbreaking yeah. to me but we've done that in every institution there is, in medicine, sports, the whole thing. Mm. And corruption has taken over. Mm. And the people who are not corrupt are corrupt by default because they live in fear and they worship the enemy by accident. And that's what we're seeing. Mm. We see fear everywhere. So we, we start a company called Fearless. And, um, you know, we're going to make great quality stuff and get it out there. And what we're going to do with it is we're going to help people Get free, whether they need this, whether they need, uh, you know, their company seated, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a big old thing. But we're looking out years from now. We see the beachfront property, and we're going to build something beautiful on it. 
but it's God that's going to do it. Yes. And, um, and he is doing it. So we do things that aren't practical, but they are good. Yeah. And so that circles back, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's all of it to answer your question. You know, absolutely. You know, even when you just said beachfront property, it's, it's not practical. It's good. I actually had a picture of a hurricane Mm. and during a hurricane, Beachfront property is not the best place, the most practical <laughs> place to be, right? Right. But you have a moment yeah. where the, the property could be in jeopardy, but multiple moments where it's good. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and so I, I think to the very point of beachfront property. <laughs> it's always worth it. <laughs> yeah. People do not go and build beachfront homes because it's practical. You know, it's generally more expensive to build on the beach. The cost of construction is higher. The land yeah. cost is higher. Exposure to storms, flooding, whatever. Right. But it's good, so they do it. Mm-hmm. And so, again, if you take that heart perspective on, on approaching how people approach beachfront property and think about the gospel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the inherent problem that people have is trying to bring practicality mm-hmm. into their faith life. And that's just not how it works. So, um, I know you. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a conversation, and uh, so how are we doing on time? Because uh, what we got, I have Joe? No sense of five, it. Yep. Five minutes. Uh, four or five minutes to break, and then of course second segment. Yeah. Let's uh, let's look at something else. I'm going to read something else here. Um, <laughs> again, this is just uh, you know I I, I uh, my favorite gospel, if you will. And I, you know, I like the whole word, not just the, 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 the gospel itself, but the whole, that's a centerpiece. And I include acts in that. I think acts is part of the gospel, but, uh, it, you know, let's look at the word. Let's look at the whole thing there. And it's all from God or none of it's from God. And, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the things I was really feeling strongly and it never goes away, but it's, it's sometimes it's stronger than others is, is the idea that the word, the word was made human, Mm. you know, I mean, read it a lower end version and it'll say that I like that version better. The word was made flesh and it dwelt among us. That's Jesus. Mm. So a lot of people just want Jesus in front of them and they're, you know, (laughs) want to see the guy and what we have so much better. Um, Amen. um, We have more than, you know, a, a dude, we got, we, we have the word and the spirit. We have the best. We got both. Yeah. So this is another thing I, you know, I put in my book years ago and, you know, I have a book, but I have so, volumes of books that, through content. And so, you know, just, I'm just going to read this, but, uh, this was, uh, you know, right around that same period. And, uh, God put this on my heart and, uh, I wrote it. Uh, it was more of a prayer, but Lord, remind me again about the word that was made flesh. Its breadth and dimension are unrestrained by the flattened landscape of paper and ink. Its jasper walls of everlasting truth cannot be overtaken by the temporary weeds that men call facts. No literary arrow dipped in the flames of contradiction can set fire to this living water or breach the iron gates of its context. Not even the giant void of black universe can block the radiance of one single verse. Let there be light. From Pennsylvania to Mongolia, it's a lamp to our feet that now stretches from Amish nightstands to the glowing cell phones of shepherds in the Gobi Desert. Oh, how the word is alive and powerful, 
sharper than any two-edged sword. Yet we hold it captive, locked in the scabbard, by leaving it unread and marching on ahead. Convict me to a life of resting against it. So <clears throat> that, to me, is a good reminder. But I read it for others because the Word was made flesh. I mean, you have the Word. Mm. And you have to consume it. And um, this is what opens up your spirit, which is where your conviction is. Mm-hmm. Uh, your heart is where courage is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you, so if you want to get beyond what's practical into what's good, you want teeth, you have to let go of all of the things. You know, the prayer thing, how and how long, our own will gets in the way. Yeah. We want it to be how. We want to know how. We want to know how long. And um, that's the short answer. But uh, we're after what's good here. Uh, beachfront property, right? Yeah. Not the house. And I, lo- I love what you said. It goes back to something echoing from the last few episodes. Is faith grows by the hearing of the word. Yes. So if your faith is feeling froggy, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. then put yourself within the hearing of mm-hmm. the word and your faith will grow. That doesn't mean, yeah. it doesn't say faith grows by the reading of the word. Right. It says the hearing of the word. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand the dynamic of how do we actually begin to hear the word, mm-hmm. that's feel the word, that's take it in. Yeah, you have to experience it. Exactly. And uh, <clears throat> and there's, there's, there's lots of ways to do that, but it takes it from the physical to uh, guard your heart. Yeah. It turns your mind, it renews it, it turns it inward toward the spiritual. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's just nothing like it. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite thing on the planet is the Word of God. And then I like the ocean and then my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, uh, friends, don't go anywhere. We're coming back for the second segment of Wake Up Our Faith right after we recognize our corporate partners. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Wake Up Our Faith. Kevin and I appreciate you being in here and listening to us. We want to always invite you to join us on our website, youprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. You can now order a coffee subscription, get some great fearless coffee to your door. You can get plugged into our content through the Portable Faith community, set up a phone call with us, uh, dive into our one-to-one mentoring or our faith and business coaching, just a ton of resources and assets there at uprint.life. Do check it out. Our corporate partners make this show possible. We want to thank them and recognize them. One of them being Dr. Greg Veeman of Seacoast Skin Surgery, one of Wilmington's best skin surgeons. Uh, he also has a wonderful ministry, Everlasting Strength. You can check it out on the web, everlastingstrength.org, or give him a call, 910-256-2100. Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. Um, he's been in the business for more than 30 years Um, Whether you're buying or refinancing a home, make sure to reach out to Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate, 910-344-0304. Alongside him, right off the military cutoff, is Century 21 Swarrier & Associates, the Carolina's largest and most successful Century 21 agency, family-owned and operated for more than 30 years. If you're looking to get into the real estate business or if you need to buy or sell a home, make sure you reach out to Century 21 Swarrier & Associates, 910-256-0021. Our good friend Christopher Riley and his team at Cap Trust Wilmington. 
are in the business of enriching the lives of clients, colleagues, and communities through sound financial advice and a commitment to serve beyond expectation. Make sure to reach out to the team at CapTrust Wilmington, 910-256-8882. Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington is family-owned and operated since 1983, one of Wilmington's premier physical therapy service offices. PTServicesofWilmington.com on the web, multiple locations to serve Wilmington and beyond, 910-763-8286. Also, Freeman Landscaping, North Carolina's largest uh, privately owned landscaping and irrigation firm, family owned and operated uh, right here out of Wilmington. Uh, many thanks to the Freeman family and their work at Freeman Landscaping, 910-796-1166. If you're buying a home or if it's time to revisit your home and auto insurance needs, give TJ Dunn with Sheely Insurance Group a call. Sheely Insurance is an independent agency, which means TJ can quote and compare a variety of companies to make sure you get the right coverage at the best rate. There's no charge to review your policy or to get a quote. Be sure to visit them online or on the web, or online on the web at sheelyinsurance.com or call TJ at 910-408-0300. Dr. Chad Biggerstaff and his team at Blue Wave Dentistry, located at the entrance to Brunswick Forest over in Lewin. Uh, reach out to them on the web, bluewavedentistry.com, or you can email them, info at bluewavedentistry.com. And last but certainly not least is the Rising Tide Real Estate Team, a full-service real estate team out of the Intracoastal office representing both buyers and sellers. They are one of Wilmington's premier real estate teams. Uh, they've got like 25, 30 people on their team and growing like crazy. 910 uh, Many thanks to all of our corporate partners. Now back to Wake Up Our Fate. Hello, welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams in studio today. Uh, today's show topic and title is, Which Do You Prefer, A Practical God or a Good One? Been talking about milky Christianity, uh, practicality when it comes to things of faith, and the oceanfront property that we currently have in front of us that we're getting ready to build on, <laughs> and we are building on. And so, uh, Kev, let's go ahead and dive in here. I know you brought some stuff from the cleanse for folks to check out. Yeah, well... Uh, just a real quick, uh, and I, I'm very thankful to our sponsors, um, and <laughs> they put up with, with a lot uh, with me in particular. But uh, they're they're loyal and wonderful, and we do stand behind them. Yes, um, you know I know Matt, you you do a great job of kind of saying all that in a short amount of time. But uh, I just wanted to say that every one of those people are good folks. They're, we stand behind them. They, they have great uh, services and products, and um, we're just thankful. Another thing I wanted to say is uh, in the last few weeks, I've had several people reach out to me and ask, are you okay? You know, I'm with you. I'm pulling for you. And uh, just and I just they know who they are, and so thank you, guys. You've encouraged me so much. Um, so, but anyway, um, yeah, so we want to get back to uh, – this idea and understanding the difference. So rather than rehashing it all, I figured I'd just <laughs> do the lazy thing and read it uh, or some of it. 
this cleanse has so much stuff in it that's just it's just life-changing. You won't find it on the shelf anywhere in a bookstore or in a pulpit. Um, but uh, we have it, and uh, if you want to walk through it, you know, we can do that too through a mentoring process, or you can just take it and, uh, and study it. But uh, um, anyway, I'll just read this real quick, uh, or some of it, and then we can talk through it. So this uh, starts out with th- that title, um, so, so I just, I'm just going to read it. If it seems like a silly question, the question is, which do you prefer, right? A practical God or a good one? If it seems like a silly question, think of it this way. Where do you actually place your trust on a daily basis? Are you inadvertently dividing it between two views of God, one we call practical reality and one we call heavenly truth? Take a moment to really consider your answer and how it aligns with what you truly believe. What does the evidence of your faith in the form of daily routines and habits suggest? The point here isn't to argue against the value of practicality, but rather to deeply examine the difference between how we answer the question and how we actually live. Mm. Most of us will adamantly agree that God has bound himself to being good, not practical, meaning his goodness isn't merely the better choice but the only choice worthy of our trust. Yet, we eagerly compromise this agreement the moment it begins to conflict with our daily personal view of reality. Uh, so which God do you honestly prefer? And I think that the point of that is um, not to be too deep or whatever, but like this is meat. So yeah. you like uh, filet, this is filet. Enjoy it, savor it, but let's get to the answer. Well, the, the the key thing in that that jumped out to me, which is it's it's all course good. I'm not saying there's, but but the thing that jumped out to me today sure. is we read it because I've taught this and read it and all that stuff. Right. You know, it's funny. I had somebody reach out and they go, "Do you want to do the cleanse?" It's like, yeah, I've done the cleanse and I'm <laughs> like I've taught the cleanse. Like I'm not opposed to doing the cleanse. Right. I said, right now I don't have the margin to you know engage mm-hmm. the. The cleanse. So we have other folks that have, have jumped into teaching this, but it's wonderful. So you should do it, um, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think what you said there that was great is the difference between how we answer the question mm-hmm. and how we actually live. Right. And and that is it, it's it's the same concept to me about these Christian folks who sing these praise songs that say how great is thy faithfulness or whatever. You know right. what I mean. Um, you're a good, good father, or whatever, yeah. right? But live as if those words aren't yeah. true. Right. And, and so how do you answer the question versus how you live? That's the conviction that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 you know, last week I talked about, uh, you know, again, and this, everything in this cleanse comes out of the, just that experience, that, that same stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's just, it's life lived. So if you want that, I mean, <laughs> you know, I tell people all the time, I, I'm not a marriage counselor, but, but I can, and I do. And I, and <laughs> do you want someone who has a successful marriage for years and years or someone with letters behind their name? I mean, we're getting to the end of this psychological psychobabble mm-hmm. Freudian bull crap, and we're going back to the word of God and living from that place. And that's what we see that's mm-hmm. sustained through history. What we don't see is mankind um, 
you know, surviving that uh, because there is but one God and we know his name. Amen. So anyway, um, uh, the, the idea here is, is to, what I wanted to do, I mean, there's a lot to this, but, um, how you live it out has to go back to, and this is where I, you know, want to veer a little bit. I mean, there's several pages of this, so there's a lot to it, but, uh, rather than going through the cleanse, uh, and, and it's a great lesson here. I mean, it uses Paul and, and some really good references, but I wanted to use it as a segue into the idea of conviction. Mm. Um, to me, uh, what I was hoping to talk about last week, um, I didn't do a good job of, of it, uh, or, or I tried too hard to do too much too fast. And um, <clears throat> but you, we are, you know, we talked about division of spirit and soul. People mm. don't understand. Um, uh, most people don't even hear that kind of growing up in church or whatever, but they, they're two different things. So, you know, the, the simplest way to look at that is you have uh, a spirit, uh, you have a human spirit and it's not uh, meant to interpret. It's just something that it's where God dwells. His voice is. And um, it's like, a, I, I like to, to call it like a radio receiver. It's how we pick up his still small voice. So we, we don't, he doesn't get louder um, or faster He's just who he is always, and he's, he's always communicating with us. Sometimes that communication is silence, but that's not even that's not an accident. Um, it draws us to him. So you have to learn what that is and what the output of that is and versus, you know, the idea of just have courage. And uh, that's where we can look in Scripture, whether we're talking about David or Daniel or anybody, Esther, and what these people had, Nehemiah, when he built that wall, that's, he, he had courage, but most people are after that, and they don't understand. Uh, and, and maybe they do. I, I don't want to say people don't, but uh, there, there is, uh, there's something in you that will stand up to anything, will lose anything, will surrender all. You know that song, mm. which is an old one. It's a goodie. Mm. I surrender all, you know, this is not about commitment. We mm. commit to each other. You know, we make commitments We time commitments or whatever. Sometimes we break them on accident, but this is about surrender. We surrender to God. We don't commit to him. Mm. We surrender to him. When we do that, he fills us up with conviction. In other words, he tells us things that our mind, he tells us things in our spirit. The more we embrace that, the more he'll tell us, show us. What we're not supposed to do with it is try to make it practical because it's not most of the time. Why? Because it is going to give him credit. He's putting something together. And that's why we go slow. That's why we don't run out of the stadium. That's why we wait and we listen and see what he's saying. And it's a feel. You know, there's a, there's a lot to it. But it's what I would call a knowing. Mm. But it does not almost never, ever make sense to those around you what I would call Job's friends if they won't let you process that. Um, but well-meaning, but, uh, but it, it, it doesn't make sense to your mind. So you have to make a decision at some point. Am I going to follow what God's put in my spirit? I don't have the answers. I just understand that I must do this. One step, two step, three step. Dizzy steps is what I call it. And uh, so the difference is, is, is there. Now, when your mind is, is renewed by the word, 
you know? And what happens is it starts to connect. So it opens your spirit up. Your heart begins to understand, and you have the courage to follow it. And that is what changes everything. Hmm. And the more you step into that, without a bunch of strongholds or I want to be rich and famous or whatever, and you just go, then God is with you. That is what is, uh, I mean, there's just nothing like it, but that's where your teeth come in, right? Mm. Your baby teeth fall out, you get real teeth, and you want meat, and you hunger for it. And, uh, you know, most people, um, I think they want that, but they just don't understand how deeply involved this is yeah Uh, but we're at a point where you have to decide this Mm -hmm. because you're about to have some beachfront property in front of you if you don't dream up what you want to build and you'll be uh, you know you'll be wasting your time and energy god puts you here for a reason to to build something create something give birth to something and uh you know (laughs) that's what we're about so practical versus good yeah good uh comes from the spirit uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to our mind. So anyway, thoughts? Well, I want to read a testimony that speaks to this from people in our very own community, it just the dot connected. So this is okay. a testimony that happened um, yesterday. <clears throat> uh, so we had someone we deeply love who has uh, been involved in our community uh, who is battling some health situations right now. Um, and... Um, I'm going to leave it there, but they're battling some health situations. Um, and uh, they reached out and just said, hey, I need some prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I told our community, some folks in our community about that. Mm-hmm. And one of those people said, hey, um, the Lord has put it on my heart to send something to this individual. Would you mind uh, taking it? And I said, absolutely. And so I didn't read it. It was a card. That's all I knew. And I took it. And when I spent time with this individual who was is fighting this kind of like situation, um, I leave and I get this text message. And they mm-hmm. say, um, just open the card. And the seeds that were sown is exactly what was needed to pay the bills for October. She said, I praise God for you all. The Lord had told me I would not lose anything that he would provide. Please tell my family, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, and then I texted that to the individual, letting them know this is how it was received. And um, the person responded and said, thank you for passing the note along. I am trying to be a better listener to him. And her response was letting me know that this was all his idea. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to, to read that as testimony of mm-hmm. what's actually happening in our community, our people, right, our family. Mm-hmm. That people are learning to listen to the Father. And when they learn to listen and follow accordingly, mm-hmm. it's just, it's always right on time. Yeah. It, well, it's, yeah. You know, and look, <laughs> this stuff doesn't surprise me at all. It never does. It's always amazing. I'm always amazed by it. Uh, but I'm never surprised by it because that's God. And uh, we have to get past the point of being, um, shocked by it and to where we expect God to do what he says. The problem is, and this goes back to the, the idea of prayer. Uh, again, I've got a whole thing here uh, on it, but uh, it's just, it's just too much to try to cram in. But uh, you, 
you know, if you've listened to any of this for any amount of time or studied any of this stuff, and I mean, there's volumes of content and, and great stuff, but our will has to get out of the way. When we trade our will, and most people don't even know what that is, it's, it, is a, it is a good thing, but it is not the thing that leads us. And, but most people struggle between that and uh, um, what God's saying to them, you know, it's his will versus ours. And it doesn't need to be a tug of war. It needs to be a surrender. Hmm. Um, you don't surrender the desires of your heart, but you do surrender your will. When you do that, what you are actually surrendering is all of this uh, mental drive and processing. And uh, But I, what I call it is how and how long. Hmm. You learn to let go of that. Stay focused on the why and listen to what God's saying, and your prayers will be effective. They will be serious. They will be confident. You don't always know what he's uh, what he's up to. It doesn't mean shy away. It means be faithful. Expect God to do great things, and get excited about that. And when He does it, don't be shocked by it. Go all right. What's next? And keep going. And this is where you see things happen beyond provision, beyond people's health, beyond things that are you know. It's it's uh, the impossible will bend its knees to Jesus. Uh, it, it will bow the knee to Jesus when our only ambition is to first do the same. So think about it this way. This is freedom. So what we're teaching and trying to help with here is to free people. And I think, I think you know, to, to, to just say this about it, and I'm grateful to hear that, um, but I, I would expect that. Um, and, you know, well, there's more. That's why we want resources, so that we can... Uh, we can just completely flood people's lives with help that they need in different ways. But God directs that, and how he does it is um, it's beyond our ability to comprehend it. So we must just get on with it. And uh, that comes from knowing. That comes from conviction. So that's a great example. Um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, just, just think about the, the point here is to free you. Um, most people want to be free, <laughs> and uh, but they live in a world where you know you have to take certain medications. You you have to pay for your insurance. Uh oh, if I don't have health insurance, I'm gonna, you know, and this and that. And it's like <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff. You know, I'm not. It's not. I'm not bragging. I'm saying you, you're living in fear. If you're motivated by fear, or you're motivated by what you're gonna lose, or you're not gonna have a home, or you're you know, you're going to die or, or all these things, then the enemy is ruling over you. And that sounds harsh, but I'm sorry. It, it's just the truth. You want to be free? Guess what? Freedom exists. All you have to do is step into it. You don't even have to jump. Just take a baby step. And that's what the heart of this whole thing is about. So, but it requires the understanding of good. And that's in your spirit, man. Your yeah. spirit, uh, th th this this wonderful human spirit that God's put in us to to teach us, to lead us. We don't have to know what it means to follow it, you know. But uh, anyway, <laughs> that's a lot. I, I, only other thing I know how to do is just dig w way deeper into this, and I know we don't have time for that, so we can 
Yeah, I think we've got about seven or eight minutes, something like that, Joe. So, however you want to wrap up, um, you know, let's let's do that. Right. Um, and again, if we want to take some time within that window to talk about fearless, since some of those yeah. aspects are up, no, let's do it. We can do whatever it is. I mean, you just lead the way. Well, all right, I'll say this. Uh, you know, I've got I've got a notebook here full of notes, and I've got lots of notebooks, and these are things that uh, you know they come from a, a lot of different moments with people and and but uh last week i had a bunch of stuff to talk through and uh, you know i don't even hardly can see it without my glasses on but i know this i, I want to get to one thing that's really important um fear allows our convictions to be overcome by what we see so <clears throat> if you choose to live in fear um, you can look at it from a physical perspective. Uh, it creates uh, acidosis. You, you basically, if you live in fear and you stay there, then you create acid and it kills your cells. Um, so there's your practical, physical part. But the bigger, more important thing is it quenches the spirit. And I had somebody the other day ask me if that was actually in the Bible, the word quench, and it is. Um, <laughs> And I sent it to him. It says, do uh, not quench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, we think about Gatorade or something. Uh, no, quench simply means, uh, or sear is another way to look at it. It means your, God wants our spirit on fire, and he wants our mind at rest. Most people uh, in the world uh, are just the opposite, and the enemy is winning that battle. Their minds are all over the place, worried, fearful, afraid, because they're afraid of what they will lose. They're afraid of what people think, or they're afraid of dying. And those are those three fears we talk about and been talking about it for a long time. But if you quench your spirit, you are shoving that thing in the closet. You are shoving it aside. You are searing your conscience, and God will let you do that. He will never leave you or forsake you, but if you shut his voice down and you don't uh, go there and explore that. You don't dream, in other words. Uh, then you will, it's like taking something beautiful and just shoving it aside and not giving it any food or nutrients. And uh, it's like taking God's house inside you and uh, locking it up, welding it shut. And, um, and he'll let you. And um, it's a sad state of affairs because now you're trying to live out of your own strength. Uh, we all get frustrated. We all have moments of it. Uh, you could see that in me the last show or two, but that's different. We're, we're talking about people that live this way. Mm. And, you know, when they're my age, they look 75 instead of, you know, whatever. So quenching the spirit, be very careful about this. But if you want to, uh, you know, get those flames going and, and get excited about what's inside of you, then you have to begin to follow that rather than your mind will and even your emotions. Emotions are good. They're really good. You cannot uh, abide in the fruits of the Spirit without it. It requires emotion. God gave us emotion. But, uh, you know, this is, this is it, it comes up from the Spirit. God gives us things. He gives us words. He shows us our desires. We don't always understand what they are, but when we step in, He shows us more, and He begins to let us interpret 
and then it comes out through our minds. Our minds help us process it to a point, and then it comes out of our hands. And That's where you see the work of the Lord happen. It doesn't work the other way. It comes from him. The word guards us, you know, our, our physical. It renews our mind and keeps it from running away from the truth. Um, but when you, you know, we look at all the things around us, every institution, we look at these lying people who are just, they're, they're, they're short-term power. But all of these people trying to get people to do things to their health that are just disastrous. Uh, we see it all around us. So when you live by the Spirit of God, then you will be absolutely convicted. And that right there, courage will follow that, but that is the greatest thing you'll ever have conviction. And that's what you see in scripture. If you want that, it's right there for you. And uh, I just wanted to say that yeah. be careful not to quench your spirit. Don't ignore it. Dive into it. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. And uh, we're, if nobody's listening to you or people are trying to help you and they're not, call us. Because I understand this from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. And I will fight for you. We will fight for you as an organization. And, you know, you've got more than, um, more than a few friends here. So, yeah, anyway, absolutely friends. And, and of course you guys can connect with us uh, on the web, uprint.life info at uprint.life. If you want to email us, um, so Kevin, as we wrap up today, we've got a couple of minutes. I do, I do want to yeah. talk about fearless yeah. um, because our initial uh, fearless launch is upon us. Uh, we have our first four, uh, t-shirt designs uh, that are available for pre-order. Yeah, those will be ready to be either picked up locally um, or shipped out by October fifteenth. And our coffee, Fearless Coffee, um, mm-hmm. is ready to roll. Coffee subscriptions are available on the site. Um, talk about why we did this through the Life Center on a donation basis to initially kind of get uh, the Fearless brand moving. Well. I think the heart is to just get behind people in their dreams and uh, people need to know their value. And, uh, you know, that's what the life center is all about. It's our nonprofit. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful organization. It's very successful. Um, um, and so, you know, you print is, is, uh, basically our content and our publication and our broadcasting and all of that kind of stuff. It's a different organization, but they're connected at the hip. So it works well together. What fearless is, is, is a, uh, it's going to be a lot of things, but it's, it's an idea. So it's meant to encourage people to just take one step, but we're doing it not only for us, our, our people are right now, our own generation, but we want to do this to set the example for the next generation. So all that said, excuse me, um, you know, we want to start with, we, we want great products. We want good quality stuff, you know, not, not, not crappy church picnic, you know, Walmart, whatever. This is good stuff and we're, we're learning. But, uh, right now we started with the best coffee and, uh, you know, we're keeping it simple and it's really good. And, uh, we're not going to put our name on anything that's garbage. And, uh, the shirts are high quality. And, uh, you know, we're asking for a donation. So right now that's where we started because uh, we, we want to do the whole retail thing too, but uh, we wanted to start with our own family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it 
keeps uh, keeps us out of debt and it gets us started. And it, it felt like what that's what God wanted us to do. Yeah. So we're good. We're going to do it. Yeah. Well, friends, you guys can check it out. Go to uprint.life forward slash fearless. You can set up your coffee subscription. You can pre-order your T-shirts. Uh, it's all a tax-deductible donation to help us move this fearless initiative forward. Right. And uh, we're appreciative for it. So many thanks to Joe Catanacci producing today. That's it for Kevin Adams, Matt Ham. Wake up our faith. Uh, we will see you back soon.